0: Hey guys, and welcome to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. For the next two podcasts, I got in ch- I got a chance to call and interview an old friend, Dante Fantuzzi. So Dante Fantuzzi is going to come on and talk about the Eagles draft on the first podcast. And on the second, we're going to get into some Sixers talk and, uh, and Michael Jordan and LeBron James talk. You guys can tune in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio for more information and remember swoop radio posts new podcast every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. One, do you think that the Sixers season will come? Like, do you think basketball is going to come back? And two, if it doesn't, what would you grade the Sixer season if you were to give it a letter grade?
1: Um, I, I think the season will come back. I don't think they'll finish the uh, the regular season. I think you just got to take your two top eight conference teams from each conference and just let them play in the tournament. But as far as that goes, that the overall grade for this team would have to be an F. <laughs> I mean, you you go out and not only do you lose your best shooter you lose arguably probably your best player from last year that's what you that's what you definitely lost and it puts you in a situation where you had to sign Tobias Harris to this max contract that he hasn't lived up to now personal thought I thought he would be able to live up to it Mm -hmm. I just thought okay you know now he's going to be your number two, number three guy. And your number two guy when you need that bucket. Mm-hmm. When he was with LA, he was able to go get that bucket. But now he's not. Now it seems to be that he's showing more of the, well, this is the guy who got traded six, seven times throughout his career. That's what we're starting to see. And that's what I'm starting to notice. And f- as far as this team goes, your team's going to go as far as Simmons and Embiid is going to take you. Well, Embiid is still immature, and Simmons is scared to take a jump shot. How how far can that get you in the NBA? Yeah, it's
0: yeah. not going
1: to get you very far.
0: Yeah, you're yeah, you're right, bro. And then
1: and then it just and, 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 and losing Sim, I mean losing a uh, Butler really showed you like yo, like, was he, like, the the X-Factor in his team last year? Was he really? Because you lost him. You lost JJ. You can't space the floor. You don't have a knockdown shooter. And who's that go-to guy that you're going to have in a crunch? Right? Mm-hmm. Well, at the beginning of the season, my whole thing was – I liked what they did at the beginning of the season because I said t- I looked at it as, well, Embiid really got hurt on the court, so now that's your motivation to come back and dominate. Nah, that th- that wasn't that case at all. Your first time back in Toronto, you you drop a donut. You can't seem to get in shape. And you can't seem to stay on the court. So what is it? Yeah, I honestly think with all of those factored in, I still think Brett should have went last year when we lost to, uh, to Toronto in that game seven. I think he should have went last year for the simple fact that you had three straight possessions that were complete turnovers. Where if you tell Embiid's big ass to get on the block for at least two of those three possessions, who knows what would have happened? Yeah, you're but right. no, you got Embiid who wants to think he's three at the top of the key and wants to dribble, 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 and then pass out of it to the turnover. Now you're playing hot now you're playing hot potato with the ball with four seconds left. <laughs> because since you didn't fire him last year, now you're in a position where who you who's going to be your coach? You don't you if you if you you could have had Money Williams, you could have had Frank Vogel, Tyron Lue was out there, and a lot of people want Jason Kidd. I'm not big on Jason Kidd. Yeah, he's yeah, he's okay. He's all right. So. You shot yourself in the foot without firing Brett Brown. And if you ask me, that's the whole reason why Butler left.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I know, because just to prove your point, like like Jimmy Butler and Brett Brown also had moments last year where they went at it just because of Brett Brown. Like, Brett Brown is a good players coach, but when it comes to X's and O's, you see his flaws. Um, And more specifically, like, with Ben Simmons and Embiid, like, have they gotten better in the years that Brett Brown has coached them? Like, those are some questions that when you look at the good coaches, that's what they do with with their players. They get better each year. And then you're seeing this team where they're just not getting better. Like, I mean, I will say Simmons' defense has been great this year. Definitely first team all defense, either first team or second team all defense easily. But I mean, overall, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. This year has been a total disaster. Uh, you lose Reddick, you lose Butler. And I mean, just to add to your point about that game, Butler was the one, before Kawhi hit that shot, Butler stole the ball and hit the game-tying layup with four seconds left. I remember that specifically because we were like, oh, goodness, like we're about to lose. And then Butler got the steal. Like, again, that was Butler's leadership. And... I get where you're coming from, where you wanted to see Brett Brown leave at the end of the year. The only reason why I couldn't see him go at the end of the year last year was because I blamed that series on Embiid's lack of conditioning, and Ben Simmons is like his willingness to not shoot. Because and when they when they were at their best, you saw Game Three when they when they dominated. You saw Game Six when Ben Simmons had that 20 point triple double. I'm like, why can't they do that consistently? The players. And that's why I let him off the hook this past off season. But now this year, seeing how this season has progressed, I think the virus, the virus is probably. I don't. I, I know me and your boyfriend are not, not going to like this, but the virus is probably going to keep Brett Brown, keep Brett Brown's job for another year, depending on if they resume play or not. If they don't resume play, the virus is going to keep his job for another year. And then we're going to have to go through a whole other year with Brett Brown. And I don't want that because after seeing what's going on this year, dude, it, it's they're awful. They're a six seed in the East. I mean, their record-wise, they're around the same where they were last year. But the East has gotten a little bit better. But the Sixers should have took that step forward. Al Horford has been a disappointment. And they're not using him right. They should have been put him on the bench. From the beginning. I, I, I thought that he was going to be in the bench and compliment Embiid. Embiid was gonna play about 25, 30 minutes, whenever nights they wanted to do Embiid, like for him to rest. You know, they're doing that resting stuff in the in the uh, modern day NBA. And I thought Horford was gonna come in and be great. And what instead they put him at the four. He's chucking over three hundred and like fifty-threes already this year, like a hundred and Hundred more than he shot last year, so it's like the coach isn't coaching right. The players aren't developing to be better, and then you have a general manager where Elton Brand. He did make some good moves with. I like the Thibodeau pick and and just a Horford signing. Me and you both thought I thought the signing was great at the time, but what a disaster has that turned to be. This whole season has just been just a disaster. I can't-
1: can't I can't fault Elton Brand for as much as that because although Elton did pull some stringy moves, we all knew there were stringy moves last year. Mm-hmm. We all should have knew that last year, and the Thibault pick was a great pick. If his offense can develop, he'll be a really good pick. If I mean not if, if you he he went and signed way. And Kryptonite from the Celtics, and he also assembled, you know, a, a team that. And he also put you. A, he also went and got you two two really good bench players from Golden State, but they can't seem to mesh on the court. Now is that Brand's fault? Or is that Brown's fault? Because Brand is his job is to get you the players. He did his job, but now people want to blame him because they can't see him to measure on the court. That's not his fault. That's brand. Uh, that's Brown's fault. Do you know two talents that? out in Brown. I mean, um, Brett Brown has really produced and really exercised their talents. Robert Covington and TJ McConnell. That's the best ever done, as far as. Gaining the most talent out of a player. You're right. You can That's tell Robert Coverton just right. got traded three times. <laughs> and everybody's saying TJ McConnell got a W because he just got a seven million dollar deal for two years. And he's probably the 10th player off that bench. But yeah, Bert Brown is he he can really assemble talent.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: As far as Brett Brown goes, this, this, this pandemic cannot save his job because you knew, you know, you you see enough examples to say, this guy's not the guy. He's not going to sit there and get the best out of Simmons and Embiid and Tobias Harris. Who got the best out of Tobias Harris? A real NBA coach and Doc Rivers. He got the best out of that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah Like We see We see And and Simmons' talent We see They could be top five talents But it's not gonna be exercised to the fullest With Brett Brown there He doesn't hold His guys accountable Brett was screaming At Tobias the one game You heard it through the TV (laughs) And Matisse just simply Ignored him yeah, that was the Miami game. Now, you know what, now, you know where that has to come from, though? That has to be coming from a vet. Because as a rookie in the NBA, you don't do that. You haven't earned any stripes to do that as a, as a rookie in the NBA. So who is he getting it from? Has to be somebody in the locker room that has stripes, that's a vet, that you can look up to. I mean, obviously, he's looking up to him because he's doing it. So he feels as though he could do it as well. It's a chain event, man. Like Brett is not gonna sit there and and, and get you six a sixty-one team to play together on the court. Like how can you not like how can you not see it? And he still wants to play. Like you you fed us this whole thing where you want to play Smash Mouth offense and bully ball defense. You only played that way one time. And that one time came in the season opener against the Celtics. Where this team played smash-mouth offense and bully ball defense. And it hasn't happened since. You sit here, you call out Ben Simmons, y'all want you to take one three-pointer a game. He hasn't even taken one since he got called out. (laughs) Like, how can you... Like, I don't understand how people... Don't see Brett has to go. He has to. Like, you really want to know a team where Brett Brown can coach and probably do well with the Golden State Warriors. That's the team that's gonna shoot. Like, Brett has this Euro style ball, his this Euro style ball. Like, our best season under Brett, probably came when we lost, when we got bounced into the Celtics in the second round. When he had Ilya Sova and Marco Bellinelli with with J.J. Redick, Three pure shooters, two of them come off the bench, and they're playing Euro-style basketball. That was the best we've ever seen this team, and we still got blown off the damn court. Now, granted, if you ask me, Brett lost
0: his three of those games. So, oh, yeah, 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 I, I, I agree with you with that. Brett Brown, in that series, he definitely lost his three games. I remember game two, we were blowing out the Celtics out of the gym. We were up by 22 points. And then all of a sudden, the Celtics hit like eight threes in a row. And Brett Brown doesn't call a timeout. I'm like, what are you doing?
1: It, but, it don't, don't
0: it, yeah. but, yeah, just to prove your point, I mean, I'm on the same boat as you. I think Brett Brown has to go. I'm just gonna be the one to say though that I wouldn't be surprised if he did stay only because of the way how the season didn't finish out because we, because we all know once you get into the playoffs, it's it's fair game. Like you, you can be a six seed and you and you can go all the way to the NBA Finals if you really wanted to. And the sixers are probably the most talented six seed in the, probably in like the history of the NBA. You look at their home record; they're twenty-seven and two.
1: Does it make sense? Like, and
0: then on the road, they've only won like nine games. So, like again, like I'm just sitting here. I'm like, how are you? Twenty-seven and two, and those two losses were against like a Mavericks team and and the Heat. So they beaten the Clippers, and that game they played their best. That was probably, I will say, you mentioned about Smash Mouth. That Celtics that that Clippers game when they moved Horford to the bench, that was bully ball. Offense and smash mouth defense. Now I know Patrick Beverly didn't play in the game for the Clippers, but I because you saw Harris in the first quarter just taking it inside. I think he banged on a couple people.
1: Mm-hmm. Like I was, yeah, I was there for that game.
0: Yeah, so, so I'm sitting here. I'm like, how can we play like this at home against the Clippers? Arguably, probably don't probably the best team in the NBA, in my opinion. And Man,
1: then here's here, here's one thing though.
0: And then be game, terrible on
1: the road. Tobias ripped off eleven straight points in the first quarter. And didn't I don't think he got another bucket until late in the third.
0: Yeah, but I, I mean I mean like with the Sixers, like you can you you can do so much with them. You can like Harris can get can get you a bucket in the first quarter and you can go to Embiid in the second. Like, you know, like you can like mix it up. But it was just it's just the willingness to attack. I, I've seen Harris and Simmons both hesitant at times this year, and Embiid. I don't. I. Just, I just don't know what's going on. He's just not getting better. And I. And I. And I agree. Like I think. I think Brett Brown does have to go. You reach a certain point when it's just enough's enough. Now I would love the. I. I would love for the playoffs to resume, and then who knows? Maybe if we go deep in the playoffs, then we can have a different conversation. But. Right now, if the season were to end, we would take on Boston, and I would like our chances. But with this team, you just don't know what you're going to get. You don't. You don't know. Because the last time we played them, I turned off the game literally in the second corner because we're down 18 points in Boston. I'm like, how did how did just a couple months ago, and B drop 40 on them and was flexing in that famous game because Shaq and and Barkley called him out. And I'm like, this game he ain't doing nothing. Like I'm like, what's going on? Like. It's just,
1: I don't. This, I just, I just think honestly that's just part of the maturity thing. Like, I just think that like Embiid doesn't have that 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 switch. Like, he's too laid back for me. Like,
0: yeah. Now, now I will say I will say this. Do you think that Embiid? Because again, like management or like the coach, like is not good when it comes to management. You know what I mean? Like minutes restriction and management. I feel like at times, Embiid doesn't bring it every night because he's like, I can't turn out like how I was last year in the playoffs where I was out of shape and gassed out. Do you think that could be a part of it too? Now, Because I, I, I've heard a lot of people talk about that as well. Like Embiid purposely not going hard in certain games to save himself for the postseason. Now, I think that's a stupid way of thinking, obviously,
1: but... Because somebody who's notorious for being in that t- in that same type of situation for game, for load management, is Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi Leonard will miss a game Then the following game. He's still in rhythm. He's in rhythm. He hasn't missed a beat. Now, let's just say if he's not at rhythm, like if he had like a day off and then there was a a day in between where they didn't have to play a game okay yeah if he's not gonna come out you on know, full rhythm it may take him a quarter or two but he's gonna turn it on he's gonna get that he's gonna get it going he's gonna establish himself in the game at some point but with Embiid you never know what you're gonna get like a lot like I get it and I do it too, Like and, and I feel the same way like I love Embiid I'm an Embiid fan I love him But one thing that we have to understand and separate ourselves with Embiid is we can adopt him as a player, but he doesn't have that Philly attitude. He doesn't have that that Philly heart. Like, like, I would say the the thing that he's probably adopted from here, that he probably, well, not adopted, but brought here, that Philly loves is is shit-talking. We love people who's gonna sit there and talk and back it up. And mm-hmm. B can do that, but that heart to consistently do it and do it and do it, he doesn't have that. He doesn't have it, and I think he he fought, like he falls into his own head game sometimes. Like, like I, I don't know what other way to put it. Like I just and B is just not that that mature young man that he's supposed to be. He's been in the league what six years now. And you're, you're still not mature. You still can't seem to find the switch to turn it on and off.
0: And I know that that's why I really wanted to see how they would play in this postseason. Because especially with the way how this whole year has turned out, like they, like, I, I think Barkley went too far when he said they're the Cleveland Browns in the NBA because they're still making the playoffs. But he didn't lie
1: about that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah,
0: oh, yeah, I know. There. He didn't lie. I, I Trust me, I get it. I know he didn't lie. I, I felt that at that – in the heat of that moment, I felt that way too. I'm like – like, I was told we were going to win 60-plus.
1: I think Barkley said nothing wrong.
0: Oh, I, I don't think he said anything said wrong.
1: nothing wrong. So whoever was under that category that felt some type of way about that, where was the lie? Because this team was assembled to be a 60-plus win team. This team was supposed to come out the East. This team was supposed to blow teams out the water. How many games have they won this year? 20-plus points. Yeah. And then their best game of the year, they almost lost that game, too. (laughs) Christmas Day against Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, that at the end, I was like, what's... Those really final three minutes had me a little edgy, like, guys, you know, <laughs> they are, they. Were, we were just up 30, now they're up, now we're up 15. And they have the best player in the, uh, you know, arguably the player in the NBA. And he's not slowing down. Oh, he ain't. He's showing no sign to slow down. So, well, uh, why are we slowing down? It didn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, I completely agree, man. It's this year overall has just been, just been, just it's just been so frustrating. I mean, I went, I went to the, I went to the Bulls game when they took on the Bulls like a while, hey, Josh, a
1: while can, ago. Yeah, can you pause it real quick? I I, I gotta go see it. my daughter's crying real quick.
0: Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I'll pa- I'll pause. It. I got you. All right, all right. So, so my next question uh, about the Sixers. Now, if now I know you said that the playoffs are going to resume. You're a firm believer in that. How far do you see the Sixers team going?
1: Um, with the way it is now, uh, I probably lose in the first round. Probably lose the Boston in the five game series. I mean, I don't, I, I don't like this. is the series might go a complete five, right? but you don't have the home court advantage and you can't find a way to win on the road. Even the games you're supposed to win on the road, you can't (laughs) like, that's another thing that that falls on the Brett Brown too. You know, like your team's not prepared. The The preparation isn't there. Like what, like I don't understand the mentality of this team on the road as opposed to being home. There's no preparation there. So yeah, the five game series and you have home court advantage. You're done. You're done.
0: Now, now what if they went on some magic run and ended up going <laughs> to the finals? Would everyone still keep their job or would it be <laughs> like that that's, that's like dream, that's like dream scenario. I'm
1: I'm I'm just saying no, I, I, I get what you're saying, but if they get to the finals, Brett is staying. Yeah, Brett is staying. Brett is definitely going to stay. I, 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 I don't want him to. <laughs> that's that's the way they're going to look at it. He's going to definitely keep his job.
0: Yeah, so it'll pretty much take like that dream scenario for him to keep his job. Otherwise, he's he's done.
1: Yeah. You know that's definitely. I mean, I think that's something we could both agree on.
0: Yeah, you're right. But let's transition real quick. We'll do we'll do one final topic. I know uh, the MJ, the MJ documentary came out um, earlier this past Sunday. And I know parts three and four is going to be great because they're going to talk about Rodman and the bad boy Pistons robbery and, uh this Sunday coming up. Now, like what are what is like your biggest takeaways of the documentary so far? And I know ever since that documentary started, people were starting to say LeBron or Jordan. I look at it as you can't really, they played in two different eras. You can't really, um, just two different players, but
1: how do you um, think documentary? Okay, so are you like, are you trying to ask me who do I think is better between Kobe and, I mean, between LeBron and Jordan?
0: No, I, I just want to. I, I just honestly just want to hear like your overall opinions about the documentary and all this goat talk. Now all of a sudden, um,
1: I think my my okay. So my initial thought is the owner. He didn't have the balls to lay his foot down. <laughs> um, when you have the best player in the game, and arguably arguably the best player in all of basketball, and you know the second best player in the game. You have the top two players in the league at that at that time and point. And you have a stout defender, well a great defender and great rebounder, Dennis Robin, and arguably the second best coach of all time. Excuse me, Phil Jackson. You don't let that go. You don't sit there and say, Oh yeah, this is your last year. Man, that was stupid. I don't care about age. <laughs> I don't care if Scottie Pippen's about to hit 30. I don't care about that. Like what, what does that have to do with anything?
0: Yeah. And and I mean and I mean just to prove your point, I honestly think that they would have won I believe one more championship. I don't know I don't know how they would face. I think it would be a great series Bulls versus a prime Shaq. That would be a very good series. Um now I I I think the Bulls might might be able to squeak one against them, but then I don't know about another one against them. But like like you said, like you had a guy Scottie Pippen that was underpaid. I I mean that was part. It's a two end street. I know part of it was his fault. I know at the time he wanted to take care of his family, so that's why he signed a seven year deal. But whoever was his agent is an idiot. You don't you do not sign a seven year deal when you're just coming out of the league. You sign that four year deal. So in that way, you can get yourself that max because he deserved he deserved way more than what he got. So I know that's why and that and, and they mentioned in the documentary that he purposely like he enjoyed his summer and then he got the surgery.
1: Oh, of course. Of course. listen, I get I get why he did that. <laughs> I completely get it. Like you know, if you're gonna be screwed over by the organization. And you're not being paid or valued your true worth, and you know there's another 29 teams out there that will kill to have you. Okay, yeah, you know, and and, and you helped bring five rings. Yeah, I, I I get I get why he did that.
0: Yeah, I I I definitely I definitely get I get
1: why he did that, and I believe when Jordan said he was being selfish for that, right? I laughed. <laughs> but you have to, But I don't think Jordan understood that... Okay, you're Jordan. You're getting paid $30 million a year. You're taken care of. You know what I'm saying? You're good. You have a shoe deal. You are being endorsed by numerous companies. Can we say the same for Scotty? Can we? Right. I mean... This is why, and I know there's tons of people that disagree with me about this and say that, oh, I'm tripping, but if you ask me and you want to go player by player, LeBron is better than Jordan. Jordan was just a better scorer, a way better scorer than LeBron. People want to talk rings. Okay, well, we're going to talk rings. The greatest player of all time was Bill Russell. Well, Russell got to love him. But, okay, so let's flip the chart then. Let's go Jordan and LeBron, right? LeBron didn't get half the stuff Jordan got. And people want to sit here and say, oh, Jordan, I mean, LeBron never lost in the finals, blase, blase. Yeah, but do you know LeBron took a JV team to the finals, right? Uh, LeBron took Mo Williams Agalskis, Daniel Gibson Eric Snow who who else was on that terrible Drew Gooden was on that team (laughs) he took a JV team to the NBA Finals and beat the Detroit Pistons to get there I believe he also I believe he also beat uh, the Magic to get there
0: now, 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 here's, now, here's where I, I get your points. And for me, LeBron is a Mount Rushmore player. And I've noticed this a lot, uh, especially with a lot of people in like our generation. Like just because some people don't rank LeBron at one, it doesn't mean that it's a disrespect to LeBron. Le- LeBron is a Mount Rushmore player. And depending on how you view it, That that should be that should be that just be part of that conversation is amazing. Um, Now, my Mount Rushmore players, in no particular order, I got Michael Jordan, I got Bill Russell, um, I got uh, Kareem, Magic, and I got LeBron. Those are my Mount Rushmore players, just because in terms of like overall aura, lead a team, champion, like, and just the way how. Those two players play Jordan and LeBron. It's just it's not a fair comparison. In my in, in my opinion, I think I think LeBron is more comparable with Magic in the terms of like making his team uh, making his team teammates better, being like that leader. Jordan, lead, Jordan leads completely different than how LeBron leads. Jordan leads sort of like how Kobe, Kobe uh, leads. Like it's it's that alpha mentality. It's that. Take no crap. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take 30 shots a night. I'm gonna go on. Who? I'm gonna go on the best player. I'm gonna guard him. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna drop 50 a night. And there's nothing you can stop about it. That's my. That's MJ's leadership. And I, that's why I lean towards him compared to LeBron because LeBron. LeBron leads in, in a different way. LeBron is not. He had to learn to be like a killer, going to Miami and learning. Yes, he did carry. When he was young, he carried that young Cavs team to the finals. But other than that time period, there was years where the Cavs won 60 games and they would they would lose to a – I mean, I know Dwight Howard was great in his prime, but you don't lose that series if you're the best player in the league. Like, you know, like LeBron, LeBron just leads in a different way compared to Jordan. So when you compare the two
1: – Are you talking about – the series against Golden State.
0: No, no, no. I'm talking about the series against the Magic. I'm talking about. Um, I, I, I think it was it was it was 2009.
1: So okay, so th- this this is my argument with that, right? His coach for majority of his time in Cleveland was Mike Brown. Yeah. Georgia's coach. For majority of his time in Chicago was Phil Jackson.
0: Oh yeah, but but here's where Phil Jackson though, it's not like Phil Jackson was well known and he came to the Bulls. Phil Jackson
1: No, he was an assistant. Yeah,
0: yeah. He like he was he he, was, he used to be an assistant. Yeah, like no, when they lost to the yeah, bad boy I Pistons. Man,
1: I understand that. I understand that. And like 100 percent Yeah. I can't argue with that. I don't think anybody could argue that. But I think at this point. You know who Phil Jackson is. We all know who Phil Jackson is. Oh yeah, yeah now yeah. So we so we can argue, yo. Phil Jackson was the second is the second best coach of all coach in the NBA of all time. Yeah. You know you, you can make that argument. Yeah. It is it. I don't know. I mean I. Oh yeah yeah oh yeah oh yeah I know I know but like so but when I say but when I say that LeBron didn't get half the stuff Jordan got. LeBron in Cleveland didn't get the second best player it, during that time frame as well.
0: Now, now
1: here's LeBron, where what, he, he, Mike Brown was. He's not. He wasn't a terrible coach, but he wasn't a good coach. He was an average coach. Yeah, he I, did, I he was The best game. player in the world. Yeah. Didn't like that's like giving Brett Brown to like giving LeBron Brett Brown. He's an okay <laughs> coach.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Now you're right. Now, 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 now. I, 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 agree to disagree when it comes to teammates. Only because Jordan, yes, Jordan had Pippen, but other than Pippen, I mean, no one else on the team was an all-star. It was Jordan and Pippen were your two all-stars. Rodman. I, I mean, and then Rob, but Rodman was part of the last three titles. The first three, it was Jordan and Pippen, and <laughs> and that that was like Pippen was the perfect number two for Jordan and LeBron, LeBron's career is completely different in Jordan's. Jordan's played, Jordan played for one team. The only player, Pippen was drafted with the Bulls. Like the Bulls had a great man. Like I will say the general manager. Yes. He was Jerry terrible Cross, how he ended it.
1: No, Jerry Cross was definitely a good manager.
0: Yeah. 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 That's one thing I will say, like in terms of building a team, that's something that yep. LeBron didn't really have in Cleveland. The, the guy, the management, they didn't know what the hell they were doing. Now, that's one thing I will say. But when it comes to teammates, LeBron played with Dwayne Wade, going to be a Hall of Famer first ballot. Chris Bosh, another Hall of Famer. On one team, you have three Hall of Famers.
1: I, I can't argue that one. And you got Kyrie.
0: You got Kyrie, Hall of Famer. Okay. Kevin Love going to be a Hall of Famer. No. Yeah, he will be. He'll be borderline. Come on, if Chris Mullins is in the Hall of Fame, come hold on, on.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Dude, I tell a lot of people this when they want to bring up uh, Kevin Love. Kevin Love has been with Cleveland for how long?
0: Yeah, he's been. He, he's been a while. Yeah, he only won with
1: LeBron. That's it. He's never made an All Star game in the East.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. True. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He never. He, he's going to be borderline, but like you had Ray Allen. Ray Allen's a Hall of Famer. That shot that Ray Allen shot saved his career. Yeah, you
1: you. Steve, you lo- Steve Kerr and Paxton gave gave him oh, yeah. ring, two rings.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I I can I can see that. But again, like when my, my point is when you argue teammates, I think that you can't really argue teammates for both guys because they're no. they, they play they play they're 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 playing. No one can win by themselves.
1: Now here's where here's now here's where I disagree with you, right? When Jordan retired, that Bulls team went fifty-five and twenty-seven, and if that blown call was never called, they're going back to the finals.
0: Okay, I I, I see that. Now here's where I will.
1: Here's what here's team, now here's what I'll tell you. Now every team LeBron left. When he left Cleveland the first time, they were always a lottery team team. A lottery team.
0: Oh, yeah, but that Miami team. When he left Miami,
1: Miami didn't go back to the playoffs for quite a few years.
0: Now, now, they went back to the playoffs. What hurt Miami was Chris Bosh had his heart problems. If Chris Bosh did not have his heart problems, I'm telling you right now, it would have been a Cavs versus Miami Heat Conference Finals. The Miami Heat took the Toronto Raptors to seven games and all they had was a Dwayne Wade. Chris Bosh was banged up. You know, that's the only thing I will say is when LeBron left Cleveland, I'll give you that. Cleveland's management and Cleveland does not know how to run a team. So that's where I say like LeBron younger, like LeBron was just put in a situation. with LeBron and Cleveland It's literally like, LeBron, you're our savior. Like, we need you. Because that's how bad Cleveland's management is. So when LeBron leaves, their management doesn't know what the hell to do. Now, when LeBron left Miami, that's the only thing I will say. Miami is a well-oiled machine. You have Pat Riley. You have Eric Spolstra. Miami Miami was still a good team after LeBron left. What hurt them was Chris... Not only did LeBron leave, but Chris Bosh had his problems. If Chris Bosh is healthy... You have Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. You're 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 going to the conference finals, and you're taking on the Cavs in 2015, with with with, with, with without Kyrie or no without Kevin Love, and no. who knows that series is going to probably go seven. Yeah, no. I mean,
1: it's a, it's a, it's a legit like it's a legit thing. Like, I, oh yeah, yeah. I can't but, disagree, argue with you about that. But but but, but, but when if, it came if, to teams, though, I just Jordan just always had the better team. And the better coach.
0: Yeah, look, and, and I agree. Linda, with that.
1: Look, look, Mike Brown has been an assistant with Golden State. Well, oh, yeah, he's terrible. The last four years, right? He's terrible. If Steve Kerr had to uh, had to leave for his medical concern. Why didn't Mike Brown get appointed to become head coach? They didn't appoint him. Oh <laughs> yeah, I know. They appointed Luke Walton.
0: Yeah, I know, and that and that's what makes LeBron so great. LeBron, that, and that's why I'm saying LeBron's leadership style, it, it's just different than how MJ leads. And with Michael Jordan, it was more on loyalty. It was more on because, like Michael Jordan said, like I'm only playing with Phil Jackson. You give me another coach, I'm out. Like it was just the way how it's just his personality and his aura. It's just different. LeBron, LeBron's just not that killer that my no,
1: is listen that that is something i i can't disagree with that at all yeah, I, mean, I was yeah simple, I, know, I know and know. And, and, and i disagree I with that yeah and that's why
0: and that's why i've been telling people like you can't crown one as a goat because they're just you can't compare the two because they just they lead two different ways mm-hmm. that's why like lebron and magic is a great comparison because you look at magic and his leadership skills you win 5 chips and seven finals appearances like magic, magic, and, magic, and, magic, it, magic is nowhere near athletic as LeBron is and stuff like that. But in terms of leadership, they're the same. They lead. They make their teammates better.
1: I think. um I think they had some style of play. I mean, LeBron was it can play one to five and guard one to five. Oh yeah, Magic.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I know that, that. But that's why I've been telling people like when it comes to this goat debate. You can throw reasonings about teammates, but they kind of just balance each other out. Like, cause I mean, you throw, I, now one thing I will, LeBron, LeBron was put in a terrible situation in Cleveland. I, I, I agree with that. That management is a joke. Whereas Michael Jordan, I mean, the Bulls, they had to, once they drafted Michael Jordan, that's when their franchise really started to get that foundation, but But what happened was they all worked as a collective unit. You have a coach that's, again, the second best all time. Yeah, he had to get to that point, but playing, learning through MJ and working together, having that coach and player loyalty, that's why Phil Jackson ended up going to LA and winning another five with Kobe, because Kobe is is similar to Michael, how he plays. Mm -hmm. That triangle offense just works for those two guys. Mm -hmm. And again, like that loyalty with the coach, I'm only playing with one coach. Like, that's why, like, they're just so similar. And then I just look at LeBron, like, you look at, like, and that's why some people, that's why you have the old heads clashing with, like, our generation as well, and they just clash, like, because they're they're just two completely different players. So that's why I just put them both at Mount Rushmore. Now, I think out of the two, I, I like the killer mentality that's just how I've always loved sports. Like, I love Patrick Beverly. He, he is a pain He is a pain in the ass. I will tell you that. He's a pain in the ass. But I love his mentality. It's I don't care how talented you are. I'm going to guard you. Like, there was moments. There's been moments, even in the All-Star game. Perfect example. 2012 All-Star game. Kobe Bryant. LeBron had a moment when Kobe Bryant was like, come on. Come at me. You're in the All-Star game. Kobe Bryant is literally like your number one competition. If you don't take him one-on-one, everyone's clearing out. What LeBron tried to end up doing was he ended up trying to throw a lob to Melo. Then at the timeout, I want you to look this up. Wade, Melo, and Chris Paul went to LeBron and was like, what the hell are you doing? Kobe Bryant is on you one-on-one. Attack that man. You're 6'8", 250. Show him what's up. Like, that's, that's what I mean. That's why some players put a Kobe Bryant, a Michael Jordan ahead of him because they they would go after anybody. It doesn't matter. Whereas, like, LeBron, like, he likes to read the play. He likes to, he wants to give the best play to the best player.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He just leads differently. And that's why when you get into this bait, there's no real conclusion. Like, you know the conclusion? Michael Jordan is better than Kobe Bryant. Because they play the same, they're they're the same exact player. One has accomplished more than than the other. That that like that. I mean.
1: All right. So can you say that though? Because. Yeah, I can. Like I mean. Well, like Kobe what did right, so? Kobe did have the most dominant center of all time, in Shaq. Right? Oh yeah. But Kobe did
0: win without him twice. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, he, he yeah, I, I, I will, I will say that. But like, but what, what hurts, what hurts Kobe compared to MJ though is MJ won five MVPs, Defensive Player of the Year. He has many. He has way more first team All NBA and way more first team All Defense, and and then also the six for six, where where Bryant, Bryant is nothing to sleep at. Five for seven is is just as good. Just, he
1: five
0: six? Uh, he went five for seven. He lost to uh the Celtics and he lost to the Pistons in 04. Him and Shaq went the four straight finals together. They won their first three and then they lost to Detroit. Wow. Yeah, that was a huge upset because everyone's like, oh, they're just gonna win their fourth.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. and then that, yeah, that led right, to the right, breakup. Right, right,
0: right. And then Shaq went to Miami and then yeah. he won another one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you right, you right, you right, you right, you
0: right. Now, one thing I will say is, with Kobe, it's either him or him or Magic as the greatest. Like I'm, I'm, talk, I'm talking about career wise as a Laker, mm-hmm. Kobe and Magic. You can have your debate with whoever, but anyway, like that's just that's just my point. with and I've been I've been telling people this more and more. Like it's not fair to compare LeBron and Jordan just because they lead two different ways. So, like, you're going to have the, pe- the people that favor, like, that killer mentality. They're going to go Jordan all day. And then the people that, like, that make the teammates better. Because, like, you saw in that documentary, they lost to, they lost, I think they lost to the Clippers. No, Jordan dropped 49 on the Clippers. He's looking at his teammates like, what the hell is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. LeBron would never do that. LeBron, LeBron's going to feed, he's going to set up, and then it doesn't matter who he's playing with, he's going to make them better. That's that's what makes LeBron so great. He is like a more athletic Magic Johnson. Like that—that's how I look at LeBron. Like he—he he takes Magic Johnson' athleticism by like times ten. They're built the same, but LeBron Magic can't do half the things LeBron can't do. Like can do. But yeah. in terms of leadership and making yeah. your teammates better, they're the exact same. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's why I put them both on the Mount Rushmore. They're they they lead differently, and I and I love that. I you just you can't you can't discredit what LeBron's done though. Eight straight titles and our finals appearances, and and if that's what makes this year so interesting, if he wins that ring in L.A., he would have won a ring in three different organizations. That I mean, that, that, I mean, that that is that that is a ama- mate, that is an amazing accomplishment, and that shows you again his leadership style that you can take him in any environment and he can <laughs> win. He can make his teammates better. So, I mean, you look at the Lakers team, I mean, other than Anthony Davis, who's going to be, that's another Hall of Famer. Anthony Davis is amazing. But like, besides them two, you have Alex Caruso, you have Avery Bradley, who's getting old. Come on, we all know Danny Green streak. You remember the playoffs last year with Toronto?
1: No, I think Danny Green definitely has had a, a, a very good season, though.
0: Yeah, he has, but you know what I mean. Like he's a streaky shooter yeah, when it yeah, when yeah, it comes yeah, to crunch yeah,
1: time. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. You have Kyle Kuzma, who honestly, Laker fans are fed up with him, and yet they're still the number one seed in the Western Conference. I know, granted, the Warriors aren't the Warriors, but like that—that's that's leadership. That's that's making his teammates better. That that is, and that and LeBron's leading the league in assists. Like it, it would have been great. I would have loved, if we, if I had a chance to remake time, if Cleveland had a better management, like a, they, if they were able to build a better team around LeBron early in his career, mm-hmm. LeBron would not have had to score as much. LeBron would have been more of like a 20 points, like 12 assists. It would have been great. But like LeBron had to score so much at a younger
1: age. It, it hurt. I like, think. Yeah. I think that, to me, it was just about the hand LeBron was dealt. Do I think LeBron was dealt a fair hand? No. And do I think Jordan was dealt a a better hand? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. I I agree. I believe if LeBron was given the same hand Jordan was dealt, hey, who knows? Maybe LeBron has more rings. Yeah, it,
0: it, it's I mean, just yeah, yeah. I get it. It's just interesting because LeBron did have something similar to what Jordan had in Miami. You have a half arguably top five shooting guard all time, in Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. You had that winning culture in Miami with Pat Riley, and mm-hmm. and you have Eric Spoelstra, and mm-hmm. you have Chris Bosh. And at the time he was a superstar player per- the perfect number three you want to talk about underappreciative Chris Bosch is so underappreciative you look up his
1: numbers like he- you know, I think I I I, 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 I like Chris Bosch
0: yeah yeah and his, his like he he really started that change of the big man that stretch that stretch yeah. for big man Chris Bosch was the one that really started even the five even at the five like that stretch five. He was really the beginning of that trend, where that big man that can shoot, and you give him that winning culture, and you and you can't even get a three-peat out of that. Mm. That's that's what hurts. That's what people use as fire. If they if he would have won that Maverick series, and the Heat would have three-peated three championships in four years, you would probably have a different conversation.
1: Uh, listen, I can't disagree with that. I I don't.
0: It's just interesting. I mean, I would have loved to see LeBron be put in a situation where. Now I will say Jordan. Before the Bulls drafted Jordan, they were they were a joke. No one was showing up to the games. They were a hot mess. But once Jordan came, then Phil Jackson, it gave him a couple years to be an assistant. Then Phil Jackson became the coach.
1: So okay, and, so this is and now. I don't mean to cut you off, right? But when. They said in that documentary, when Georgia stepped onto the scene for Chicago at the age of twenty-two, he was the best player on that team.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh
1: yeah, they were. Okay. Yep. Uh, LeBron was eighteen years old, stepped into Cleveland, was the best player on that team. Yeah, I know that. That like that's like, amazing. There's a four-year. There's a four-year gap.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and now, granted, let's be let's be honest though. Back then though. Players played all four years. Like Magic played all four. I mean MJ played three years. And the only reason why MJ didn't play his fourth year
1: Yeah, he was, said it on the documentary. Yeah, yeah,
0: well yeah, it was because the coach is like, Go pro. Like it's better for you. Right. So like, so that's where I also tell you different eras. Like and, and your point is great though. Like he's 18, already the best player on the Cavs. And 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 you remember that interview online? Um, it was like I, It was Carlos Boozer Remember a couple of Cavs players Were like How would you feel If an 18 year old came in They're like Man he needs to earn his stripes And stuff like that But they all knew That once LeBron joined the Cavs <laughs> He was already better than them And the Carlos Boozer Ended up getting traded And then he ended up With the Bulls And we all know that That
1: scenario yeah. No, I mean listen bro it, it I mean I think This Jordan LeBron debate Can definitely go on for years
0: Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna go, it's gonna go probably way even even in adults because what it comes down to is it depends on what playing style you like. If you like an alpha male that's going to just drop fifty on people and lock up the best player because that that was Jordan. Jordan won Defensive Player of the Year as a guard like that. That's nothing to sleep about. The only other guard there's only a couple other guards that have done that in the history of the game. Jordan was 10-time all-defensive first team. Like he would lock up the best player and then drop 40 on him.
1: And yeah, I think no, you're uh, right. It just like, I don't to disagree to, with you.
0: Yeah, it just comes down to what playing style you like.
1: But a lot of things that I, I I like I hear is that LeBron, I mean, uh Jordan was like a heavy trash talker, right? That's fine with me. I don't care. But a lot of people are like in love with him for the simple fact it was that he told you he was gonna do it and did it. Yeah. Now, me personally, I'm not a heavy trash talker. Like, I let my I let my game speak for itself. And I think that's what LeBron does. I think like LeBron is the type of player where he's gonna let, you know, his game speak for himself. That and he's like- done that. And I mean, perfect, you know. Perfect example was when he was still on Miami and they played the Pacers. Lance Stevenson was trying to do everything to throw him off his game. Did it work? No, not really. <laughs> he blew in his ear. Uh, LeBron just laughed at him. Yeah. Now, if that was Jordan, Jordan would have probably spit on your face and tried to two-piece you.
0: Yeah, and, and he, he would have probably he would have called ISO on Lance Stevenson. And yeah, talk- like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't like that. I think yeah. that like that's like what a lot of people are like reason why they want to label Jordan as the GOAT, because he told you what he was gonna do and did it.
0: Yeah, and that's why a lot of people like Bird as well, because Larry Bird would literally tell people to play before the huddle, and then he would do he would still shoot on them. Like I, I want you yeah, it there's a good thirty for thirty to watch. Watch the um the Celtics versus Lakers rivalry thirty for thirty on ESPN. That will explain you everything mm-hmm. about magic, and that'll explain everything to you about bird and why people love birds so much. Like obviously, other than bird, other than bird, I,
1: people I did like see bird. that one time. They also had a part in the documentary where they talked about they hated each other so much, but it was something about bird's mother grew them like, like yeah. had like I don't something with bird's mom and they just became best <laughs> of friends.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. and you know, it's just. It's just interesting. Like, I'm just telling you why a lot of people lean to Bird or lean to Jordan. It's just because of that mentality. Like, that's why people lean to Kobe, too. It's it's like the, what Kobe said, like the mama mentality. Mm-hmm. Like Kobe learned that through Jordan. Jordan learned that through, like, Bird and others, like, and also through his parents. And he said in the documentary.
1: But yeah, it's just like. I, I, it's just honestly, like, I think that's something that's built in you, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it is. I yeah. think that's something you're born with. I'm sorry. I think that's something you're born with. Yep. I like I think that Yeah and I, it also does have a part where it is built in you. But I just think like the fire, like that's something you have to go find in yourself. Like not everybody's born with that same type of me- excuse me mentality where like I have the self discipline to find that anger and I'm gonna take it and use it on you. Yeah. I think that's something you're born with.
0: No, 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 I, I, I definitely agree. I, I think it's a mixture of the two because you can learn that through, because I've been studying psychology a lot too. You can learn that through experience mm-hmm. and, build, and build resiliency. Resiliency is like the ability to overcome adversity, take, what, take a low moment and turn that into a positive moment. And I think like, and, and you see this in sports all the time, like the players that were able to achieve that, Like, even LeBron... It took LeBron years, and it took him to go to Miami to learn that. Then once LeBron came out of Miami, then you go through the four straight title appearances with Cleveland, and that 2018 playoffs where LeBron's hitting clutch shots, daggers. He's hitting... Like, he's he's hitting shots. I'm like, this ain't LeBron James. LeBron usually chokes in this moment, but he had to learn that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Whereas Kobe, Jordan... Um even Bird, Magic, Bill mm-hmm. Russell, um, Wilt. Some guys or a lot of people like to compare that like that that think because there's some people that think all those players are better than than LeBron. I don't think so, but they all they all came into the league with that.
1: You no, know, I get what you're saying. No, I mean I, listen, bro, I think I think that that you did hit on point. Like, I mean, for us to become better version of, versions of ourselves. We have to experience pain and, and defeat and loss for us to become better versions of ourselves. And that was something LeBron did. Like, LeBron yeah. definitely experienced that. I mean, and, and it just, he just, it, it made him a better player.
0: Yeah, and I, and I mean, I mean, just to put it in perspective, like, I, we all know LeBron's going to have a 30 for 30, like 20, 30 years from now. Yeah, definitely. It's, it, the reason why LeBron's is going to be longer, I mm-hmm. think, than Jordan's, is because all the like what happened like with Jordan there was not really there was a couple failures but like with LeBron it was okay like you take this kid at 18 into a culture where they, they have not experienced anything
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then you have that 07 year where he goes through the highs and then he gets swept and then and then then he goes through a period of where the Cavs are the number one seed and they just can't get it done they can't beat the Celtics they can't beat the magic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, then then, then he goes to Miami and he loses the first year. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, with Jordan, like, Jordan, he he had the year with the Bad Boy Pistons. He had that phase where he lost three straight years to the Bad Boy Pistons. Yeah, there was that. There was a time period where he got hurt. And that was, the, that was in this part two of the documentary this past Sunday where he got hurt. But I mean, other than that, once he got past the bad boy Pistons, it was championship, championship, championship. All right, I'm gonna go play baseball, go through a little adversity, but then championship, championship, championship. He, like there was not really. Whereas, like with LeBron, LeBron's story is just so relatable for a lot of us. You know what I mean? Like it's like
1: definitely. Like I, 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 I get what you're saying with LeBron.
0: Yeah, and, and like, and like Jordan had his parents. LeBron didn't. LeBron didn't have his father. Like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's why, like, I look like when I think about LeBron, like, I respect him so much.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, that's why I think his 30 for 30 is, it's going to be so much longer than Jordan's just because of all of the negatives and then all of the positives. You're down 3-1, you come back. But then the following two years, the Warriors get KD and you get you get destroyed and then you lose Kyrie. Like Kyrie left that final year. Like,
1: no, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with you, bro. I think that
0: this story is going to be great to tell. And I see why so many people just compare him as the greatest, but I I just, I've just always been a fan of the athlete that takes no crap. That's like, all right, with the final seconds, I'm going to shoot the ball. And if it goes in, great. If not, I don't really care. I'm still gonna do what I have to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's just that's just how I've always. That's why that's why I loved Allen Iverson so much.
1: Like I bet Allen Iverson was. I don't care what nobody says. Allen Iverson from is from Virginia, but he is great Philly. That's what I'm saying. He straight Philly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's what I'm saying. That's why like so many people around here. Love Allen Iverson so much because Allen Iverson had that mentality. He was born with it.
1: Allen yeah, like, yeah, Iverson was straight. He was a dog.
0: Yeah, like I'm gonna shoot the ball forty times a night. I don't care how many go in. Mm-hmm. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go at you hundred percent every time. Like that's the mentality I love. I've always loved that. That's just and when you when you see a guy that's six foot eight, two fifty, you're like, how can Allen Iverson? A guy that's six foot, 160 pounds, shoot the ball 40 times and just be like, I'm going to be on you every play. And then you yep. have a guy that's six foot eight, 250 that has had moments where he has a shorter guy on him and he just doesn't go after him. That That's why some people are just like, I just don't get it, you know, like.
1: Yeah, I got you, bro.
0: That's, that's just the only thing I have to say, but this was a great conversation.
1: Oh, of course of, yeah. course, of course, of course, of course.